insist on Sherpa's $10 million is frozen, which is actually Pablo Escobar's money. And he doesn't give a rat's ass that our government did it. No, he wants his money, and it's not going to be over. There's a Senate investigation well, into Noriega. You're not getting money that went through Panama. Frozen is frozen. Accept it. Mark, it's f***ing up our operation. We need you to fix this for us. How am I going to fix this? You want me to call Senator Kerry? Hey, John, could you drop your investigation that the president has sanctioned? Because my friend Bob's getting really upset. Reagan wants Noriega's ass. Are you listening to me? Hey, hey, you know what Alcaino said? That's not an answer that keeps you alive, my friend, okay? Hey, what did he say that for? No, wait a second. Hold on. Did he threaten you? No. Did he put your neck in the news? Yeah, and he's squeezing. No, he didn't. Roberto didn't say that. He wouldn't say that. It's Escobar. No, wait a second. Bob. Are you in danger from Pablo Escobar if his money doesn't come through? Hello and welcome to the Vertical Viewing Podcast from Vancouver, British Columbia. This is episode number 79, and my name is Scott. My name is Michael. I'm Tim. Tim, welcome back. Thanks. Nice. Welcome to the show. On today's episode, we are going to catch up on the films and TV shows we've been watching, as well as the week in film news before we check out sausage party we're just gonna have a sausage party of our own i suppose i guess so unfortunately uh and this isn't even directed by seth rogan and evan goldberg did you guys i think i kind of i did know that well i gotta ask you before we get into the show i didn't assume it was is the role of a uh of a director on an animated movie different than the role of a feature i think they're more of like an executive producer or no 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 they're they direct, they, it's just that they direct the animators more than they direct actors mm. uh, and the voice actors. It's directed by C- Greg Tiernan and Conrad Vernon. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. However, it is written and produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. We see the little logo, what is it? The uh, Point Grey. Point Grey, which yeah. is a cool touch. You can subscribe to all of our episodes on iTunes or through the podcast software of your choice. And you can, when you're on iTunes, giving us the old five-star review, you're probably going to want to leave us a recipe. Guys, what do you feel like this week? Tim, you're good. I don't know, like fajitas. Fajitas? Yeah, like a fajita recipe. You know when they bring the fajitas to you on that platter and it's still sizzling sizzling in front of you? Yeah. Probably one of the greatest things that like a human can experience, right? Yeah, I I agree. But I was in like intimidated by that as a kid i'd see other people get that and i'd feel like i don't think i'm ready i'm not ready for that that whole platter's for you to like build your yeah i did your reality the whole thing seemed like really complicated for when you're out when i just you just kind of want like a burger and fries a fajita is is next level food eating as a kid we've talked about this how you kind of like evolve like like your your palate as a kid like pizza for whatever reason always seemed like a really like intense one like i was eating cheeseburgers well well before i ate pizza cheese is very scary yeah it's hot it's messy it's kind (laughs) of like it's uncontrollable (laughs) please leave us i'm really i really want fajitas now please leave us your best fajita (laughs) recipe on itunes yes with the five-star review will include a fajita recipe please and you know what if you want the best recipes on the internet, you just go to the Vertical Viewing iTunes page. It, it just works out for everybody. It's good. It's a double usage. <sighs> Verticalviewing.com is our website. You can go there. You can click the donate button if you dare. Uh, 
We accept PayPal. Even 0.1 cent. I think you can just do one cent. There's no fractions. As we always say. Everything's good. We don't accept Bitcoin at this time. Unfortunate. Uh, Dogecoin, however. Do you accept like alternative forms of currency? Yeah, Dogecoin. Whatever yeah, that no, is. but like even, you know, ancient forms of currency. Maybe. Babylonian. Yeah. Babylonian coins. Yeah. Uh, we don't accept that? No, we do. Oh, okay, good. I, I'll take a Babylonian coin for sure. Uh, you can send your thoughts and recommendations to our email address. It is verticalviewing at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at verticalviewing. Uh, like we said, click the donate button if you can, verticalviewing.com. Whatever you can, it helps us offset the cost of seeing movies, putting on the show. And we will love you forever. Renting that little small sliver of the internet mm-hmm. to call our own every month. The show will always be free. Uh, so, yeah. It's never going to cost you anything. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. But any help is appreciated. Guys, let's get into the show. Let's do it. Tim, have you watched anything dope recently? Uh, I watched all of the Stranger Things. Okay. Um, we had a lengthy one last night about this. Yeah. Last week? No, last night we had. Scott edited. and I oh. were chatting about this. Okay. We, had, we probably should have just recorded that. I know. We missed out. <laughs> I don't even remember what my points were. I don't know. I liked it. It was. Uh, we chirped enter- nostalgia, it was, didn't we? It was we? entertaining, but it felt like it was too, I guess, so nostalgic to the point where it felt like it was pandering. It, um, and it, yeah, I just feel like it was solid, but yeah, a little bit ridiculous i think our conversation mainly centered on what a season two might be about yeah i kind of wish they actually did explain more backstory in the first season but i guess we're gonna get more later but it just seemed like i kind of wanted some more like lore behind this alternate uh reality or dimension i wanted more of an explanation for that i don't know but if i go just by like fun factor alone like the in- <laughs> super fun yeah it's like the enjoyment was i definitely like but, in, but then a kick out of it when you realize that it's looking forward to each new episode when it's goosebumps with sex in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a it it takes the wind out of those sails man yeah but it's just fluff tv i guess at the end of the day if you treat it as just a, like nothing it's not you know, it's not deep. I don't need to own it on Blu-ray or anything. It was just fun. No, nope, fun popcorn series. Yeah. And it delivered on that for sure. So I'm yeah. like that. I got to give it creds for for pulling that off. <clears throat> yeah, it, it, it does the job, right? But I'm, I'm not really interested in the like, like if, if season two was a completely different set of characters and new, like a new mystery sci-fi dark thing i would be totally into that as well i don't need is to it just the same characters another again. monster though comes out of the portal i don't uh, i feel like season two will just be like they'll go deeper into it and i never really watched lost but in the same way apparently lost went off the rails i could see this series like <coughs> i i don't get the vibe they actually planned a season two the second no, no they totally didn't yeah well and the second season of true detective is like a reminder of how not to do this <laughs> uh, yeah I know. cautionary tale um yeah because it's not good <laughs> <laughs> i just imagine i say i said this to uh, my green at work today imagine if if for season two they do a totally new take they take a uh, they they just grab a bunch of they grab a big handful of vhs tapes from the 80s and pull mm-hmm. them back again and throw them in a blender. But this time you make like an Indiana Jones-esque adventure 
like sort of that could be kind of supernatural cool. adventure thing. Like it should be like Stranger Things should be more like eight episode runs of the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. That are like these long extended like Outer Limits or Twilight Zone things that are like, oh, that was cool. Yeah. Because Stranger Things already, it feels like a movie anyway. It feels like just a movie that they just really padded out big time. Yeah. I, I agree. And I honestly, I would prefer it to be an anthology because I don't really care where these characters are going at this point. They yeah, wrap, that's they the wrapped main, it up my main nicely. sort of problem. It's like, I don't really care about yeah, any Will, of these people. Will yeah. Byers, he's... he's Spoiler, mm-hmm. he's back with his mom, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not, and it's like, there's nothing and wrong with that. And then they just that. tack on that little, I know what you did last summer style fucking ending. Like, give yeah. me a break yeah. for Christ's sake. <laughs> I did like that it, it it was the most like X-Files feeling I feel like I've had watching TV in a long time. Yeah, and it did so a, a better job that was fun. than the new and the revival. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, Mike, what do you got? I haven't watched a lot this week. Um, I watched Beauty and the Beast. What, the, the Disney. Ridge? The 1991 classic? Yeah, I thought I was watching that version, but it ended up being the one that had the Human Again song added in, which is a shitty, shitty edition. Wait, what, what? version is that? I've never, like, they, they, they went ahead and they, special edition? Yeah, they re-released shit? it a few years ago, uh, I think on Blu-ray, and it came with... Oh, a never before heard or seen song that we're gonna put in, and it was fully animated. Uh, it's a sequence where all of the servants, who are inanimate objects but now animate, are singing about being human again, and it's a terrible song. I know why it was cut because it's not good, and it breaks up the movie in a way that's stupid. So they like revived this out of. Was it originally written for the movie? Yeah, yeah. I get, okay, it was, I, get, I see. It, it was. was. So do they have the the same singers? Yeah, like or did Lumiere they re-record? And it's Lumiere and Cogsworth. Oh, and so this song was actually recorded in yeah. like 1990 or something. Yeah, and they got Crazy. and they got rid of it because it didn't go with the film. Huh. Hey, look, good decision. And then they threw it back. Poor decision. Uh, and I was really tired. I was playing uh, in a slow pitch tournament, so I was like, "Hey, what do you want to do? We're 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 done. Like we've been drinking all day. We've been running in the sun. Let's just throw Beauty and the Beast on. I could stay awake for everything except that part." It was so bad that I just took a power nap. Hmm. Kind of ruined the whole experience, unfortunately. I didn't know that they Weird. went ahead and George Lucas Disney movies. I didn't think that they don't usually, but they Disney did, fucking did that. What they did for the, for Beauty and the Beast, which kind of horrifying is, I think, probably my all time favorite Disney film. So I was a little choked that they did that. Good thing I have the version at home that doesn't have it. So do you have it in the big VHS, big fat? I think I have that back at my parents' house. Thing? Yeah, those were good, eh? Those, yeah. I think, go for like $1,000 on eBay. Wait, what? No, what they don't. Those? People say, hey, you could get $1,000 for these, but there's like a million copies of them. So what? people try and sell them for $1,000, and then they don't get sold. Huh. What are they trying to sell? The VHSs. Those big, fat, clamshell Disney VHS cases oh, that were like big, huge, like puffed-up yeah. plastic yeah. ones. Yeah. So so I, like, I, I was reading... <laughs> I was actually reading about that saying, yo, yeah, you could get like $1,000 for these. Yeah, you could, just like many collectors things. Doesn't mean someone's going to buy it. They for know, $1, they all, you look at completed items, there's nothing there. Yeah. T- Tim, you just don't like them because they don't fit with the rest of your. Yeah, they don't fit with the rest, but also like closing them correctly. Oh, always yeah. seems like a you difficult can... <laughs> process. You always over, yeah. It, like, all, it felt like wedging two pieces of styrofoam together. It was, the feeling, the sensation just, yeah. alone was weird and uncomfortable. It's true. It, it could make a little squeaking sound that hurt my teeth. 
It's like, you know how some people are super weirded out by the cotton ball and like a jar of pills? Some people have like major issues with that. Like will not touch it. Will not they like they would have to hand the the jar to someone else so that they could friggin' open it. Interesting. I don't I like know. I don't like nail files. They can go to hell. Those things are fucked too. I can but you know what I mean with that piece of cotton? Like when you rub that thing. Yeah, it's so super dense. Like, bizarre. I love it. It's just a piece of cotton, bro. I know, but it's natural some, fibers, man. Some people seriously. You should know this. You're, crazy. You're, Tim, you're in the apparel business. Yeah. Well, I don't know, you know, <laughs> the fabric of our lives. I don't know how these things work. Okay, how do we get here? Uh, we're talking. To, you got us here talking about the case. Okay, let me turn this spaceship around and then let me fly into a weird purple planet with green fucking banana monsters everywhere because I've been playing No Man's Sky for the last three days. But Mike Lynn doesn't fucking like the game. No, it's not for me. Explain yourself. Um. Well, okay. Did you start this game off taking the Atlas path, like the little? I'm really mad because I did not take this Atlas path. This weird What's the Atlas. Path? Well, you're given a choice. This orb offers you advice and a path to the center of of the galaxy. The galaxy? It's basically like having an assisted playthrough, so it gives you hints on what to do next to get to the center of the galaxy. Okay. I'd rather have them there than not have them. I'd rather have them there and not go yeah. choose to go for them oh, and, than just not yeah. have them at all. So I don't know why they even give you the choice because maybe you're just annoyed at seeing a little hint in the bottom right of the screen. I don't know. Um, I find there are a lot of design, design decisions that just rub me the wrong way in this game. So this is just I'm, an open universe. Yeah, and I've I've also come to the conclusion that I'm not very good at open world games because I feel, yeah. to me, and I, I understand why people love this game, or games like it. To me, I just feel that I'm wasting my time doing stuff of no consequence when I could be, I don't know, out going for a run or doing something a little more productive. I like my games to be a little tighter, so I have a set goal that I'm working towards right away that it tells me to do. Um, other mm-hmm. like if you if your goal is to just drill a hole to the center of the planet, cool. I mean, yeah, if I just, you want to do that. I discovered last night that you can just toss grenades and, and make a hole and mine basically dig a, a hole in the ground yeah um how deep can you go i don't know i haven't gone super deep so i understand where you're coming from it's definitely not for you for me though this game just is just fascinating because i feel like the developers maybe don't even really know what they've made and, and this thing can just keep, keep getting expanded like if skynet goes self-aware it's probably going to come out of code that was in No Man's Sky. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I think it's going to be a very important like history uh, section, milestone, milestone for, for gaming. But uh, I'm just going to go through a couple things really quick, and you can then talk it all up. Do it, do it. I find the perspective to be very squat. I feel like I'm two feet tall, which bugs me. Yeah, yeah. The ship is very floaty, and it has a like a floor you can't fly below. So it like you just float above the planet when you're in your ship, and that bugs the shit out yeah, of me. Yeah, it's not as like free flowing as like it just doesn't handle very well. The yeah, and the yeah. actual I know what you y- mean you don't really get a sense of speed either in the ship, which is too bad. I understand you probably wouldn't if you're in space flying to another planet, but I I just kind of want that when I'm flying a spaceship around. You play a um, lot of Dark Souls, so you want tight controls. I want tight controls. I want. I want to feel something in the world other than that it's just a randomly populated planet. Um, and the most thing, the thing that annoys me the most is your multi-tool mining laser. Why the hell does it overheat? There's absolutely no reason within a game, in, in this game, that 
it needs to overheat because it has power that will go down as you use it. Fine. All that this does is make you click the button every 10 seconds or whatever over and over and over to mine. You just yeah. release it. Okay. So you, it's and, just... and wait for a second. It's just a, a ridiculous time sink that serves no purpose in the you're, game. You're seeing this, the gameplay seems and you realize that this is just yeah. a waste of time. But like the actual, the fact that it, these planets are procedurally generated and there's this huge virtual galaxy that they've created, I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. I just don't like how you interact with it. That's that's for that's, so, so it's not for me. But tell those me what things, you like about it. Well, those things could you, those things could be patched and fixed. They could like it could become a different game. I'm happy that I bought I, it and tried it. I think because I needed to know. Two years from now, this thing will be totally different. I think it'll look different. I it'll agree. be different. It'll have totally different things in it, like multiplayer modes and shit, or like dogfighting sim. I, I like, don't even know. Like it could be anything. I'd like to be able to interact with other players. Right now, that isn't working. Yeah, people are pissed. Yeah, so. Uh, I just to me the the brilliance of this game is is when you start playing it and then you realize that it is it is I think there are I don't even think there are fifteen quintillion planets in our own galaxy. I could be wrong, but I think I think No Man's Sky has there are more planets in No Man's Sky than there are in our own galaxy. Gal- like the galaxy or the universe? It's it's one galaxy in in the game with one with fifteen quint. I think that's. Oh, I don't know, actually. That's an insane number. And that's know. that's the amount of planets that are allegedly in No Man's Sky. Uh, to, and to me, that's where the brilliance lies. They've they've created something that as you play it, it awes you in the same way that the real universe awes you and blows your mind. So you can actually s- say to yourself, oh man, like this is the same feeling that, that is created when people stare out at the universe yeah. and look at the stars. And when I land on a new planet and I don't know what's there and I realize that neither do the developers, you know, the, ga- the, the people who make the game, I know it's just a spreadsheet of numbers that are just getting randomly tossed around. And when I land on a planet, it literally like rolls a dice and it mm-hmm. generates the land. But to me, I, I, I hope that magic lasts long i i i fear it will wear off eventually i kind of feel like they the variability on the planets needs to increase you got to see the subreddit like if you take a look at the subreddit there are like weird pyramids that i've seen on planets planets that are just all grass like planets that have these floating like saucer shaped rocks in the sky uh i think I, i just like rich lore and just this game can't have it like they no. can come up with it and so yeah. that's it's to, my sense of discovery is like it's, an ancient civilization somewhere which just isn't gonna happen like that's what i want to yeah. find yeah but I, I guess this is more about just the experiment of having almost an infinite universe in a, in a game to actually go around and it's explore. a really interesting experiment for that like it is uh very unique it's it's blowing my mind in a game that in a way that no game ever really has so if you're if you're into very they even explained it was a very chill game and it is like if if yeah, totally you're is. not going to be yeah. doing much that's why the laser takes a while to heat up you you just you wander around these planets like someone on acid is kind of what you're supposed to do here oh another complaint <laughs> <laughs> i followed the atlas path and it told me how to build my warp drive and then build a warp cell uh, and then I didn't like my ship, so I bought a new one, but the warp drive in that wasn't powered, and now I have no idea where to get 
yeah anything for the warp cell so i'm just sitting around i was ready to leave <clears throat> that uh, happened I, I didn't follow that atlas path and i kind of regret it so oh, well, whatever um so i watched the infiltrator oh yeah what's that one this is starring uh brian cranston did you see a pre-screening? Is that actually in wide release at the moment? It, it, I think it's probably just come out, if you can check the actual release date. I saw this on Monday last week. Yeah. Um, it is not good at all. Really? It is VOD trash. Really? So uh, basically, Brian Cranston plays an undercover uh, FBI agent who is going, trying to weed, you know, weed out the Pablo Escobar ring in the 70s and 80s. Uh, so this takes place back then? Miami in the 80s. Okay. Cocaine everywhere. It's essentially a cra- how-to crash course on money laundering in Miami in the 80s. Like, and is Brian Cranston Brian like Cranston, drug dealer Brian, again? Br- no, he plays a FBI agent who... It's kind of in, in, it's kind of interesting how what this dude did, um, Robert Mazur. He, he, like... As an undercover FBI agent, set up a bunch of like phony bank accounts, like on offshore companies. Like he, he did like criminal activity, crazy. <laughs> like created crazy bank accounts illegally, quote unquote. But he's working for the FBI, yeah. And then using those offshore bank accounts to launder money for the Colombian cartels. So yeah. they're like, man, you got to get in touch with this, you know, our boy. He's he's the best money launderer in the biz. And he's an FBI agent. Right. Um, this movie is its just a laundry list of just cliches, though. Like, everything you've seen in every, like, drug, like, blow. And, like, it, it's just boilerplate as hell. Like, yeah. Miami Vice, uh, like, Black Mass, the one with Johnny Depp. Like, it's the same shit. Oh, yeah. It's just, you're thinking, Black like... Black Mass wasn't very good. No. Did you see it? Yeah. It's, it's no... Yeah. It is just... Why did this get made? This is just yeah unnecessary. You, you just literally took like a, a gangster movie equation and just pumped a movie through it. Yeah, uh, John Leguizamo's really good in The Infiltrator. He plays like his protege. Uh, Diane Kruger is good. Plays his like fake wife. Interesting look at like a fake marriage. Okay, and as it's Do they like both know it's fake. Well, yeah, they're both like FBI agents, right? Um, and they like have to like. Th- there's like a crazy cake scene where. Uh, I would call it the cake scene in which uh, Brian Cranston is there with his real wife at a restaurant. Um, but the uh, the drug dealers that know him have seen him with his fake wife. Right. Uh, and so something has to happen now. He sees one of his dudes, one of the drug dealer dudes at a restaurant. He's like, hey, buddy. And he like sits down with them. But yeah. Brian Cranston's there with his wife and it's her birthday. Yeah. And he's like, this is my secretary. So it's like a scene. Yeah. Then a cake comes out and it says happy birthday on it. Or no, it says happy anniversary rather. Yeah. Uh, oh. When he's told the drug dealer, dude, it's this is my secretary. It's her birthday. Right. But the cake comes out, it says happy anniversary on it. So now Brian Cranston gets up and does this whole like tough guy fake act with the, with the waiter. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you, asshole? You brought out this fucking happy anniversary yeah. cake fuck you yeah and he like starts smashing the guy in the fucking head with the cake and it's it's so you're getting like this joe pesci goodfellas vibe like it's yeah. it's just no good does that trick hmm. work do the guys fall for it yeah really <laughs> it's just brutal um there's a scene in this where barry seal one of the characters is barry seal 
which is Tom Cruise's character in a movie that's coming out. Doug Liman is making an, like another movie like this with Tom yeah. Cruise. Okay. It's, it's it's no good. Is this like Volcano to Dante's Peak sort of thing? It's just this is no good shit, man. The infiltrator sucks. Uh it, I don't I don't understand why there's this like giant conflict between him and his real wife like because when you go undercover, correct me if I'm wrong. You don't like it's not like a 9 to 5 thing, right? Like yeah. you you don't like yeah. come home like you don't you're like guys, I got to stop the drug dealing cuz I got to Where are you, know, you going? I'm actually a double where are you agent going? and I work 9 where to 5. Where you going? Yeah. Where are you headed right now? I'm a double agent, so what? I gotta go. <laughs> I gotta go. Do shit. Yeah. So in this, it's implied that he like goes home at 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 night or something, and 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 is trying to like I, I don't even you know I yeah. don't I don't know. Guys, what else huh. you got? Anything? <sighs> oh, I don't know, man. Uh, no, there hasn't <laughs> been much. Uh, you saw the Jungle Book, did you? Oh know? yeah, that was pretty fun. That was a good one. It was it like really kind of trippy and weird to see the animals talking because it looked pretty convincing. It, it they do a really good job with the yeah, effects in the it. Animation it's crazy, is crazy good. Yeah. So that's wild, dude. I love that movie. It's a little bit Mowgli um, sucks, but yeah, Mowgli is like really two dimensional and is basically just there to yell things occasionally. Like he <laughs> doesn't really do anything other than he's just sort of like the main plot driver. But him as a character, I feel like we don't really know enough about him. And he's certainly compared to the animal characters is pretty flat. Was uh, he was he that way in the original? I should have watched. I, I, I should have watched the, the original. He's more like a goofy kid. Again. I remember the cartoon is not nearly as like uh, serious, obviously, and like kind of the tone is much lighter. Yeah, there's only a couple songs in this, right? There's a couple songs, and overall it's pretty like... It be, it's it's too real it's not cartoony because it's they made it that way you know what did you think of uh of king louis uh crazy man it's ill right christopher walken did the voice but did didn't he? you think when he's coming out of uh, the temple and yeah, stuff it's and cr- yeah it's wild it's it's pretty good yeah i was really scared that was good I, I was actually he's he's really terrifying it's really intense yeah, yeah. especially because yeah. i know that orangutans in real life will fuck your shit up yeah they're so they're I so was scary extra scary with, to see this one <laughs> the giant version Gigan gigantificus is that what it is gigantopithecus gigantopithecus yeah the yeah. biggest one was like a giant orangutan yeah well yeah. no but i think that's what their actual name is their and Latin that's name. that's what king king louis is supposed to be yeah, I guess, orangutan, yeah. no he's he's gigantopithecus i think he's supposed to be gigantopithecus uh which is know. which is a little I, different than orangutan are you sure yeah. oh you might be correct yeah okay yeah it's it's really good. I, I want to see that one again before the year is out. I do, think. Do you notice though? It's like remarkably like uh, Lion King in a couple of ways. I I said that on yeah. our, our yeah. review, and I said, "When are we getting the Lion King version of this?" Because you know, like they they they, Maybe, they have yeah. a, they have almost have like a quarter made. Like they have all the assets. <laughs> like yeah. African animals are already in yeah. sitting on terabytes of storage space right now. Like That's they true. can just Bagheera playing. Simba. Just reskin <laughs> it, man. Just, he just shows, oh, I would love to see them do that, where these characters are now actors in other films with costumes on. So Bagheera yeah, the Panther yeah. is wearing, like, a Baloo mane. Is... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, like, re skin, Just, like, mods. <laughs> Baloo is in The Revenant, you know, as the bear. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also watched Money Monster, directed by Jodie Foster. Which one? Oh, yeah, this one. 
So this movie stars Julia Roberts and George Clooney. It came out this year, right? It came out earlier in the spring. Uh, essentially, it's Money Monster is a TV program in which George Clooney plays, uh, you know, Jim Cramer, I think is yeah. his name. He's the asshole who hits all the buttons and tells you to yeah. sell stocks and shit. And he's yeah has cheerleaders on his private jet or something. He's out of his mind, right? That's who George Clooney is essentially riffing on in this movie. He's Money Monster Lee Gates or some crap. It is like 90, 90s or early 2000s level of cringe here. Like this feels really? like a movie. Essentially, the plot to Money Monster is a jaded, you know, sort of borderline psychotic dude who's lost it all, lost a bunch of money on the stock market due to George Clooney's shitty advice on his dumb TV show. Right. Uh, comes in with a bomb and a gun on live tv on the show and holds up george clooney and is like threatens give me 800 million dollars and pay back all the losses of this stock that everyone got tanked on yeah yeah it's like a joel schumacher yeah like there's even it's painful guys there's like insertion of memes like as the as the hostage crisis is going on like there's a few scenes where like the it's implied that the public is creating memes about the hostage crisis and right. stuff. Um, of course, it's Julia Roberts' last day on the job. <laughs> She's the, it couldn't. It couldn't just be a regular Tuesday. She plays right. his producer. There's an interesting dynamic where Julia Roberts is directing not only the TV show, but she's also directing the like the hostage situation, like through the you know the earwig in his. Right ear, like sort of mm. as she would direct the sh- the TV show, she's sort of directing. Like, it sounds really dumb. It is, <laughs> and I'm not going to give away the ending because you might watch this on a plane. Right, <laughs> you really will. Uh, the script is laughably uh, juvenile and basic. That's too bad. Who wrote it? I don't even fucking know. Okay, I'm sorry. What's the last thing that Jodie Foster directed? The, um, the beaver hand puppet yeah, movie. Yeah, I think it's called. Is it called the beaver? The beaver. Yeah, yeah. with yeah. Uh, Mel Gibson. Yeah, yeah. Did you? Did any of you guys see that movie? Ah, uh, no, no. Okay. Have you? No. I remember when I heard the premise. I was like, "Are we pretty someone, shocked? Right? Are we serious? I, I, I. And heard... at least the ex- it looked not as weird as I thought it would. Well, it's like it's a dramedy, still, right? It's... Yeah, it still seems like something I have no need to watch. I think it's like a like an apology letter from Mel Gibson, kind of. Oof, I, I honestly so, think that's maybe. what it, it's about. Like a man coming to grips with like his sort of sociopathic nature. And I don't. I don't. You know, he's a mean guy, but he can connect with his family yeah, and the people he loves this, through a stupid fucking puppet. Right. I don't know. Bizarre. <laughs> don't see Money Monster, anybody, but watch it on an airplane. Oh. It's a good airplane movie. It is. Well, as I was watching it, I felt like I was watching it on a plane. <laughs> just passing time. Just just, <laughs> just sort of like, oh, this movie equals, deletes two hours of this flight for me. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That is that is as much praise as I can give this, is yeah. that it will delete two hours of your life. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. That I'm is, a soul. <laughs> that is dark and horrifying, actually. Well, that's, yeah. Um. that's what the experience is like sometimes there's an interesting dynamic like the stock plunges because there's like they blame it on an algorithm failure oh the stock algorithm failed and it's deliberate human error 
that yeah. that they blame on a stock algorithm error, which I think that actually could maybe even happen. I maybe do people that could don't know. Seems like that could be something you could pull over on. Oh, probably Wall Street. Um, don't do it, guys. That's it. No Man's Sky. Yeah, I I put in probably about ten hours of No Man's Sky last week. That's why I hadn't seen much else. Tim has nothing else. Uh, He's just no, waving his I'm hand. Just and... Being weird. I was just <laughs> thinking, uh, No Man's Sky. If it was more like Waterworld, maybe it would be cool, cooler. There, just, there are, I think, water planets that are entirely water, from what I've seen on Twitter. I think, I think are, it needs. Yeah. I think it needs a level of civilization late added onto it. That's the missing, the missing piece. I, I mean, you can build. I think it's just a little too big. Like it, everything loses meaning. That is what she said. But you know what, dude? Everything loses meaning in our own universe. Hmm. Yeah. So why 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 create something exactly the same? <laughs> Because, anyway. be, because we all can't get off this dumb rock we're sitting on. And this is the closest. This is the closest thing. Do you think that No Man's Sky will get um, PlayStation VR support or like uh, virtual reality? I have no uh, idea. It's a good candidate, but again, would that make people just vomit everywhere? Well, again, with my whole like, to me, I asked my girlfriend. She she was watching me play, and she thinks it's fine. But for me, I just feel like I'm two feet tall. Yeah, and I, I don't want to feel that way in VR. I think if you're on PC, yeah. you can pull back. So I just don't think the scale is. Yeah, it's, it's not there. It's not there. At least on the PS4, I, mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel right. Something is off. It's like an uncanny valley thing that's happening, and it's just taking me out <laughs> of it. Do you guys have anything else? I'm good. Let's check out some news. Let's do it. Poor R2D2. without your shackles. Let's just get this over with, shall we? We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know how to destroy it. If you're really doing this, I want to help. Good. Good. I've been recruiting for the rebellion for a long time. We destroyed our home. I fight the Empire now. I fear nothing. All is as the Force wills it. Oh, I, yeah, it's like a. Okay, I'm, I'm Scott here with the news. Okay, next up on movie news, we've got a report in here that uh, 
you know, Stephen Fry is about to direct a new film. No, starring, that's uh, not what happened. Uh, yeah, it is. Check your notes. Well, <laughs> I'm checking my notes. It appears that we got a new trailer for Star Wars Rogue One this week. We did. And the internet freaked out. Your thoughts, discuss, good or bad, excited or not. I'm excited for the film. The mm. trailer is not a good trailer. It's like, not a good trailer. Not a good it? trailer. Why, why, why does the internet believe that it's so good? I think just because it, it shows new Star Wars. Yeah, things. it's just showing some new, cool-looking Star Wars stuff. So and it's, like it, old-fashioned Star Wars. Like Episode Eight was still didn't like the stormtroopers looked a little bit different, and like the Tie Fighters looked a little bit different. They look a bit these different. These are the classics in but they, Rogue. They look a bit different in this. There's like weird beach troopers, right? Well, that's There's the like whole thing that the, the death it, troopers. It it all, it kind of underwhelmed me, I guess. I guess it looks fun, but it still just had a weird vibe to it that I can't. Uh, it just I'm still kind of processing. It's not a good trailer. I think is really what it boils down to. The first trailer we got for Rogue One was I thought was pretty good. It got me amped. It got me excited. This just showed me more, but it was all. It was like someone just threw a bunch of clips up, which I know is what all trailers are, but just randomly. I guess threw they kind of do that up. too, so that you they're doing a good job of not sh- showing like the best parts of the movie to you. Hopefully, like the idea is to do yeah, what I, a trailer should do and just be like, "Hey, there's a movie; it's coming out. You should check it out." Yeah, um, we're it, not going to tell you much, but we, like, check we, it out. I guess that's true. You barely see anything in any like this. There's not a lot here, and 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 that's the idea at this point because the, the to me the whole beach sequence is really underwhelming it doesn't do anything for me in the trailer that it's supposed to be yeah. this saving private ryan kind of thing and i like how it's on a, like a tropical it's essentially like imagine a star wars battle happening in like bora bora or something yeah. it's incredible with with walkers yeah going across like shallow coral reefs and stuff it's gonna yeah. be awesome but from what i see in the trailer it, it looks like really there's no wide shots. Yeah. Tim and I, we have a thing about wide shots. You kind of got to do them. Well, they're, they, they're like expensive. Yeah. <laughs> they are. Because like. Yeah, it's so much in the shot. It's like the wider your shot, the more expensive this yeah, is going to yeah. cost. Liter- yeah, literally. Literally. Like if that's why like cheap TV shows like Arrow and The Flash, guess what? All close-ups. Yeah. <laughs> All tight shots of just characters. No, There's no cool shit. So... I just wanted more wide shots in this trailer. I, there was a few of that cool Jerusalem-looking planet with, like, you know, up on that big with fire. Like, it looks like it's like an Acropolis, that sandy city that's in that big... Well, apparently, the rumors are that this is the planet that the crystals are from that you build lightsabers out of. Oh, cool. cool. So, so the, cool. Theor- the theory is... The it's theory- called Planet Jeddah? Yeah, which is stupid, man. Serious? It's called like that's is this a, the, supposed to be like the Jedi homeworld. I, I, I guess, kind of. I this think is where they this is evolved. like Jerusalem yeah. or something. Yeah. The, the theory is that the Empire is here because that's what they use to create the Death Star laser. Is a bunch of repurposed crystals that the Jedi huh. use for their lightsabers. So I don't know. That'd be kind of interesting. Uh, you know, what? so episode episode eight instead of being about like another Death Star, it should be about. A gigantic lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it should be. 
Oh, I like it. I, I, ho- I really. I hope that's just a, a giant ship that shoots out a lightsaber yeah, blade. Yeah, like it just like, it just floats like it's just this giant cylindrical spaceship, like Rama. If you've read Rendezvous with Rama, and it just parks in front of a planet, and then just like turns on the lights, like, and then just spins around, it just punches a hole through the planet. <laughs> I would wouldn't be surprised if they actually did that. That's I, that is not beyond. That's been on the table in a meeting. Yeah, exactly. Well, People appara- have discussed it. Apparently, lightsaber blades considered. are supposed to be adjustable. I never figured out why they didn't just adjust like a kilometer long blade and then just do a flick of their wrist because the blade doesn't weigh anything and like slice an entire army in half. But anyway, or slice, I slice planet blade. Not. I guess it's not a physical object. I, doesn't it? It bends back on itself, right? Is that how it's? I don't know. Yeah, that's know. a great question. I think that's what's happening. You're bending the, the so that it doesn't just shoot out indefinitely. A blade bender or a it's, light bender. Yeah, they they should be called light, light blade bender, light benders. Actually, yeah. <laughs> what uh, about a light bender today? Yeah, yeah. M Night Shyamalan's Avatar: The Last Light Bender. Light bender. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so speaking of more Star Wars, Kenny Baker passed away. Oh, R two D two. Yeah, eighty one, I believe. Of uh, it's like a good age. Extended illness, something. I don't think right. it was disclosed. He's a tiny guy, so I, 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 you know. I, I remember feeling really strange when I, as a kid, and I found out that there was a guy in there. Like, I know. I, I, do you guys a agree? Bit, like this, yeah. you didn't need to put yeah. a human in. Like, why'd you put a poor little person inside of that? I, Did you yeah, need? I, don't know. I mean, I guess robotics in 1976 weren't what they needed. You I couldn't guess. have them all on board and have. I mean, I guess I don't know. There's yeah. an L- R2D2 has an element of, you know, there's a lot of character humanity. to humanity. Yeah, because I you would argue because there's a person in there yeah. maybe. I would say so. That's true cuz you look at the other droids that are animatronic in the films and they look very different. Mm-hmm. You can you can yeah. tell. Yeah, they got how many languages do you speak? Yeah. That right. guy's the best. <laughs> um Donald Glover is the front runner. For Lando Calrissian in How do the we Han know Solo, that that's actually front uh, front runner. Or the, these are not... just they're just the rumors at this okay. point. Like he's been in talks, allegedly. So it's not official. No, no, no. definitely not. Okay. It's just like he's he's the rumored name that Disney has talked to about it. So Alden Ehrenreich and possibly Troy Don, Donald Glover. Like, <laughs> is this? Just... I don't. I don't. I don't think he fits. Feel like he doesn't have. The, he's not like suave. So I said this to you last night. I, I think you don't like this casting because of the Martian. Oh, I didn't like him in the Martian. No he's, one did. Yeah, he was too over the top and too. No, I I agree when you just said I don't think he's suave enough. He was in Magic Mike Double XL. He was supposed to be like this sexy singer guy, and it did not come across as that. He just seemed a little awkward and. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, he doesn't. He's not. Doesn't have that same charisma. He's better at like deadpan, abs- yeah, sort of I don't know, absurd humor. Absurd humor. Yeah, yeah. you kind of need someone who's not a comedian. I don't know. I feel like having a comedian do that role is going to be not the right. Move, How about I Michael think. B. Jordan? Yeah, I just I think when I think he he looks kind of like I think Donald Glover could could look like Lando exactly. I guess so. I hope that he... I you know what would be the so. worst is if, if Lando at the beginning of the movie doesn't have a mustache and then towards the end he like he comes out of like the, like the bathroom and he's like, How, what do you think? Like, how, how's yeah. that look? Oh and then God. I think... They are going to do Han that. St- Han They're starts with a mustache. Lightsaber ship and, <laughs> and Lando's first mustache. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I really hope that Han has the mustache. 
and Lando doesn't. And then he loses a bet, and Lando takes the mustache. <laughs> that's that's yeah. That's, so what, one guy got the the Millennium Falcon, and the other guy had to grow a mustache forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I'm I'm cool with that. Okay, so it's gonna uh, be called like Lando's mustache, a Star Wars story. Are they? <laughs> I hope so. Are they gonna put the mustache? Well, is like Billy D. Williams on the table for anything for eight and nine? Well, yeah, that's a good. That's know. a good question. I haven't heard anything. You know, I would like to see him in what, return. What, the last that we see of him, he's partying with the Ewoks on Endor, right? He's he's yeah. right there with everybody. Yeah, he yeah. should be. He should make an appearance. I feel unless he just partied too hard and like fell off one of the Ewok walkways. Yeah. Well, yeah, what's no, up he, with Billy D? <clears throat> he needs still... to. I, I'm surprised now. I don't think I even thought about that. I feel so bad right now. I didn't even think about Lando any at any point Are watching you Force Awakens. I must have. I was fuck. I was definitely, and I did, for some reason I was thinking like they won't make him appear until the second one in the same way he didn't appear until Empire Strikes Back. That's cool. And then you know what would be good is if he comes back and then you don't trust him again. Uh, yeah, it'll be like that. He's just be like, guys, I'm here. Always to, in, I'm, I return for this other and you're like, what? Wait, bizarre you're reason. With, you're with the, uh, the First Order? What's going on? He's just with Kylo. Instead of Vader this time, it's Kylo Ren. <clears throat> but he's just playing. He's like, actually, no, wait, let me pull this weird bone mask down and peek over. It's me, Lando. That'll be episode nine. <laughs> uh... Bone mask. Yeah, I don't know. Why does he like look? He's like, hey, audience, it's me behind yeah. this thing. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so this week we got the teaser, or I guess last week at this point, we got the teaser trailer for Arrival. Nice. I think when this is airing, by the time this podcast is going up, we might have the full trailer, which I don't think I'm going to watch. I got to watch it, I think. I'm already sold on this movie. This is Denis Villeneuve's Alien Invasion movie. That's all you need. That's all you kind of need. That is literally yeah, it. all you need to tell me. You're not even a huge fan of his, necessarily. No, no. I, I will see every one of his films. Exactly. I just may fan. not repeat watch them because. Yeah, anyway. He's a great filmmaker. Let's just leave it at that. And he's Canadian. Yep. Canadians yeah. are always like, hey, he's Canadian. Just so you know. Just so you know. It's kind of like Cameron's it's kind of like Canadian Kubrick, actually. Uh, I've seen a bunch of Kubrick's films, but I'm honestly not a fan of many of them. But I understand why they're you gotta, so classic. You got to rewatch them then. Kubrick needs like every one of his movies are like rewatchers. Oh, they're some of the best films ever made. They're like, so they're, they're so lumbering. They're, every time you put one on, oh man, the pacing is so bad. Uh, yeah. So uh, the arrival trailer. Your thoughts? This is. Amy Adams playing like a linguist trying to communicate with making first contact and I think it looks good. It does look a little bit like rehashed of fucking sphere, but it does uh, look like sphere. But I'm also Because like, they're like getting like elevated into this weird black. Yeah, and they go into the room at the where the teaser ends really seems to be ripped out of sphere while they're like approaching the sphere. I don't remember. It just the look and the atmosphere. That's not a movie. It's spherish. That, that's not a movie that spherical. You would, uh, it's spherical. Do you think that's a movie that people, you know, hey, let's rip off Sphere, guys? No, I hope not, and that's why I still have mm -hmm. faith in the idea. But I'm just saying, it looked like Sphere. That could have been the trailer. I hope I have the for Sphere Two, like <laughs> egg or something. Yeah. Okay. Sphere Two cube egg. cube. I I hope I have the willpower to resist the second trailer because this thing. I'll watch awesome. it and then I'll tell you what you need to do. Uh, when when you I'll see you that like awesome looking egg floating above the farm, yeah, land, it just looks unbelievable. Yeah, 
And I hope the whole movie is just super weird, and it's not. I, I, I guess I think you better keep it weird. I, it's probably going to end like Contact or something. It's it's probably going to have a really overly sentimental. I don't know, like, man. All score. of his movies, the have music, been pretty in, the music, rough. the music in this is going to be really like oh, overly damn, dramatic in, in piano. We, it will be. But here's the thing: all of his movies have been quite rough. So this one, I feel like it better. It's not. I don't think he's going to take it easy. I think it's going to be weird. I hope at least, unless he's like, I wish uh, been seduced into like well, this is the middle of the roadiness. Perfect movies. subject matter for that weirdness. So I really yeah, like... he's he would be like perfect for it. I think all of his big ones, like his last three at least, have been like rough around the edges. I'm just I'm, I'm just blown away by where how this guy finds the time. Like he just he made Sicario last year. It's not even a year old. And like I said this last week, I think or before. Like it's yeah. And he's already has this movie, and he's working on Blade Runner two right now. I think he's like in the zone. Oh yeah. If this movie's super good, then yeah. we know like he's just like plowing. Like he, people are pitching to him, and he just. Like it's just no contest. Yeah. Like a batting, he's in a batting cage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Knocking him out of the park. Oh my god, yeah, I'm really pumped for Arrival. Uh, so there's like news of a Narnia reboot. Really? Unnecessary. They're doing the Silver Chair. That's not a reboot. I know, but they're apparently kicking out everyone who's ever been in any of the movies and just let's do this that, again. That's fine. Like the cast was, the characters were actually going. Have you seen them? Like I've seen the first one. The characters just grow up and leave the story anyway, and new ones come in. So I'm okay if they replace everybody. Doesn't matter. Or th- these movies aren't good, right? Eh, they're all right. I think I saw one of the old ones and I didn't really. The very it. first one I thought was fun, and I remember it going neck and neck with uh, King Kong the year it came out. Like King Kong and the first Narnia movie came out like the, hmm. the same week or weeks apart. Uh. And you I think, loved King Kong though when it came out. I know I did, and it got—I think it got its ass kicked at the box office yeah. somewhat. It's fun though; it is a blast. Like it's a crazy, ridiculous yeah, film. Yeah, yeah. The and bugs and shit when oh, they fall good. down in, in the actual yeah and yeah. When, and, a, there's a when, roller coaster when Andy Circus gets like his head sucked out by a slug. It's spectacular. Pretty amazing, but yeah. I think also a long, long movie. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 if you watch the, uh, the the visual effects in it are atrocious i think like they the, look really the, bad. the blue screen is some of the worst ever <laughs> um yeah I, i'm not into any narnia shit this thing seems desperate and like it feels that feels really sad that they they tried to launch that and it just sputtered and died out like it's like what happened with the divergent movies like just yeah, they should just happens. make lion the witch in the wardrobe narnia tv show at this point they already had one of those didn't go no, I think it went for years. It was a BBC one. Eighties, <laughs> right? Oh fuck, you were right. Yeah, there was some weird shit around that. <laughs> I'm sorry for swearing. <laughs> it's it's uh, that one's a weird. Ex- it's an explicit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got an explicit tag. So I forgot all about that. <laughs> um, there's weird rumors about Kyle Chandler being rumored as as Cable, as Cable, and in... Mackenzie Davis as Domino. Okay, so Cable. I want Stephen Lang, the bad guy from Avatar, to play. Speaking of Cable, that, right, and he wants to play Cable himself. He's like, "Please let me be in, and I'm working out. Check me out. Look at my muscles." Have you seen like Have you seen the trailer for Don't Breathe? Yeah, he looks awesome. That movie looks kind of that looks interesting. <laughs> the, tra- like, the trailer, cool. The trailer actually, because I saw it when I went to see Sausage Party. So it's a, it's a, a killer who's blind and 
Yeah, uh-huh. and I was eating. If you breathe, he will know where you are. And yeah. I stopped. Like, when this trailer played, I actually stopped the action of eating, which I never really you do. Didn't, you and didn't I, breathe? And I, Yeah. Yeah, and I, I stopped breathing. And I was just, I was actually really interested about, in this trailer. That movie will successfully make a lot of people in the theater during sequences go like, <gasps> Yeah, I think so. <laughs> don't just be sitting there holding their breath. Like, people, I bet you we'll get some reports of, like, a couple people passing out. I That'll hope be so. Fun. Stephen Lang has such a great physical presence. He's, and whatever he does, he's super so. scary, and like I think he should play Cable. He would but, be great as Cable. But then Kyle Chandler, like that's a weird choice to me. You know the the guy from Wolf of Wall Street who's who's busting well Cable DiCaprio, is, and he's Cable you know, is guy Cyclops. From, uh, technically, is Cyclops' son, so so he doesn't need to be a big jacked up dude. I don't know. Maybe they want to. I don't know what they're doing. It's uh, it's all rumors at this point. Um. You guys like World War Z, right? You guys are... I like uh, the book. It was all right. Okay, I never made it through it. The movie was awful because I wanted it to be the book that it was named after, and it was only the name that they shared. So I was super disappointed. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I heard it got hacked up in editing. All sorts of I've shit happened to it. seen the source material. So The source material is set up as a... Basically, it's a book full of memoirs of the zombie war. So it, it reads like a historical account and interviews of the survivors which is really cool this is not that right (laughs) so i bring this up because brad pitt wants david fincher to make the sequel to world war z sign me up for that is there even room for it is this even a good idea why would would david fincher why would david fincher make a sequel to hasn't he done this bud uh brad p you know they worked on fight club together probably had a great time that's sort of the pinnacle of his... Feels like a uh, Paul Greengrass, Matt Damon situation. Like, <laughs> I will come back to make another movie if you get me this director. Yeah, probably. I don't even know why they're trying to make another film out of it. I mean, I could work. I think a David Fincher zombie movie actually sounds intriguing. Yeah, that's what I mean. Now that you mention I it. I actually think it would be fun. Hmm. He, that, he could actually I just want them to change the, the genre name. up. In, in, a, it, in a weird way. Does he even need any spice? No, it does or? not. I would rather see him make a different film, but I mean, if he <laughs> makes one, I will still see yeah, That's one. not the conversation that we're having. <laughs> um, the final piece of news. This one isn't film-related, but Taron Killam and Jay Farrow are... Leaving Le- SNL. Leaving SNL. Oh, okay. Taron Killam is one of the best cast members on that show. He, to me, he was like the the Will Ferrell of the show. Like yeah. He, he's like the the ringleader kind of. How long had he been on the show for? Six years. They signed. I guess that's a little while. They signed seven year contracts, and right. they <clears throat> did not choose to renew their final years. Is what basically what happened. Oh, okay. So like that means you got actually like fired. Really? Well, if you think about it. Like yeah, if, exactly. if, they're if, not picking up the option, so they're like, you're a free agent now. You can. Well, you like. Well, yeah, no, I, like I understand what happened. I just don't know why NBC would do that because Taron Killam is like yeah. the best talent that they have, other than um, why can't I think of her name? Ghostbusters. McKinnon. Kate, yes, Kate, Kate McKinnon. McKinnon. Yeah, she's brilliant too. Those, those two kind of carry the show. She's probably out soon too, man. Yeah, she's gonna want to totally kick off her career. Yeah. Like these people are launching their careers. Taron Killam is directing. He's he's writing and directing a movie that I think they're shooting here in Vancouver called. Uh, I think it's called like Why We're Killing Gunther, and it's uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it, and like a bunch of comedians are in it as they play assassins 
and Gunther is like the world's greatest assassin and they all team up to sort of take him down. Weird. But they all suck and Gunther's <laughs> badass and fucking kills them all, I think. Right. Okay. <laughs> that could be pretty entertaining. Um the last piece of news is related to Sausage Party. I don't know how much we know about this, but I just read it in on the break when you mentioned it. It's what 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 happened, Mike? What's going on with the... Uh, oh, it just sounds like the studio. Nitrogen was, Studios. Yeah, it was doing the animation. Um, was forcing the animators to work for unpaid overtime to stay on budget. Uh, and then they went above and beyond the studio to get that paid out. So, like, another party, I think, the production team, ended up paying for, the uh, for like, food and overtime. But a lot of, and then a lot of the animators who'd been working for a year and a half on this film were just fed up with how terrible it was. Like, not the f- film, but like the production itself, and left, and now they're uncredited. So a large portion of the people that created this film are now not credited in the film. And so there's a big outcry uh, for that as well. And they're unpaid. Well, no, they were they were paid, but they were forced to work yeah, okay. for free this, overtime. This is a common occurrence yeah. in. Seems when you make computer graphic related yeah. things, video games, video games, or like Pixar film, like animated things. Yeah, when you work with computer graphics, people make you uh, become a slave. I guess it's such a weird conversation, and we won't get into it here because a lot of people that work in the tech industry and make a lot of money don't want it to be unionized because then they're not going to make maybe that much money. But then people on the other side, uh, still in that industry, who get taken advantage of all the time would like a union, you know, but then everyone says, well, the tech industry can't survive if there's unions. Well, then maybe they should figure their shit out. Mm -hmm. Like if they, if they only survive because they're exploiting workers, then something's wrong. Uh, so I don't know. It's, it's a sticky situation. You're talking about crunch time, crunch time in general. Yeah. It's surprising that you can do that legally. Well, because like film, at least in Canada, I'm surprised that this type of thing can happen at a Canadian animation studio. The tech industry is pretty unregulated. But is it not operating under Canadian labor laws? And yeah, but they're salaried workers. True. So they just take advantage of them and contractors. Yeah. All right. Well, Tim, do you have any thoughts? No. Uh, yes. I don't know. Yeah, no, it sounds unfortunate if, if it's true. <laughs> Especially uh, for I a hope. movie a movie like this as yeah. well. Like that yeah, is... it seemed like such a lighthearted, fun movie. It would, it would be disappointing to think that, you know, the people making it were not what not is... having a good time too, you know? I guess it just shows how, like, how shitty animation kind of is. It's not fun, is it? No, it's, it's a lot of grunt work, honestly. And, I'd, like, this isn't... I don't think we should hold this against, say, the production crew. It's this studio itself that was doing the stupid mm-hmm. shit. And uh, I don't think... The the article I was reading about it, I don't think Seth Rogen was even aware until maybe even... he's Maybe he's still not because the story just sort of came well, out yeah, well, recently. I would, I would imagine that the, the people who were not credited only found out that they weren't credited... When it released. Yeah, like when they saw it like in the theater. Yesterday yeah, or well, two days Because yeah. they, said, they said on IMDb... There's like 87 people listed, so they're credited there, but in the film, it's not it's on not screen. There. Ah, okay. Shall we get into this? Yeah. Should we open up this package of hot dogs? It's a weird, mm. stinky, old, outdated package. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess so. 
Why was one of them? I, have you ever seen a hot dog short? Like I've never ever no, seen I've a never hot dog. Seen a mutant hot dog that bad? No. No, but they're always the same length every time. That's well, how they work. Quality worked. control. Yeah. Quality control. That's, There's no way that would get out. That was, exactly, and that's like that is hot dogs like modus operandi is is like cloned quality yeah. control. They're one of the most consistent foods almost out there. Yeah. Like the fact that I haven't had a weird one is kind of I weird. just I've <laughs> never seen. A hot dog that looks like Michael Sarah's uh, schlong in this one. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that was him, right? Mm-hmm. That was Michael Sarah, yeah, yeah. Our review of Sausage. Of, of Suicide Party. Or no, Sausage Squad. Stranger <laughs> Party. Stranger s- <laughs> Squad. <laughs> Very noble little sausage, but also very pointless. No one will believe you. I have to try. Everyone will die otherwise. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Fuck me, right? Wait, do you guys have any proof of this? Go to the dark aisle, beyond the ice. Why? What's in that aisle? Oh, you'll see. But I warn you, once you see that shit, it'll fuck you up for life. Good luck. Have fun. <laughs> so that was a clip from Sausage Party. Life is good for all the food items that occupy the shelves at the local supermarket. Frank the Sausage, Brenda the Hot Dog Bun, Teresa Taco, and Sammy Bagel Jr. can't wait to go home with a happy customer. Soon, their world comes crashing down as poor Frank learns the horrifying truth that he will be eventually become a meal. After warning his pals about the similar fate, the panicked perishables devise a plan to escape from their human enemies. Okay. Sausage Party is directed by Conrad Vernon, Greg Tiernan, written by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. And it stars Seth Rogen, James Franco, who's great in this, uh, Jonah Hill, Kristen Wiig, Paul Rudd, Michael Sarah, Salma Hayek, Edward Norton, uh, and... Danny McBride, I believe, is the mustard, right? Danny Mustard. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good, actually. Okay, yeah. so Sausage Party, this thing, they said it wouldn't work. They thought an R-rated comedy was a bad idea, wouldn't make any money. I believe it made about $30 million this weekend. An R-rated it came in second. 30, 33, yeah, an R-rated... Animated comedy, because an- there's lots of R-rated comedy. Yeah, sorry, yeah. An R- I should have said that. An R-rated animated comedy. Um doubling its budget almost i think a 19 million dollar budget i just saw did this thing work did were people smart to uh turn this down a lot of studios i think did mike what did you think of of suicide (laughs) (laughs) what did you think of suicide suicide party (laughs) sausage party what did you what did you think of this thing uh i think a r-rated animated comedy could be funny and this, I didn't laugh and once. This isn't one of them. I didn't laugh once during this film, and it surprised you, you me. You gotta be kidding me! No, 
Not a single time. I found it ridiculously offensive. And I was like, okay, maybe it will redeem itself somehow. I don't think it did. Um, Because all of the characters are these terrible stereotypes that they don't actually really play with much. They just are. Like, it's a really, really offensive movie. I, I, I can see that. Isn't that the point? Well, just, just, to, just to be an offensive, kinda right. It's like it's R-rated. Look at it these. Definitely has look at how offensive of... this food is being. I guess the idea is like no? let's let's contrast the like uh, innocence of like vegetables in a cartoon with like super vulgarity, which I think was. I wanted to like it more than I actually did. Like I felt like, which is not even that saying that much. It's not like I didn't like it, I guess, but it was a little like too run of the mill for me by the end of it. Like the jokes while vulgar and crazy at the end, I'm like, I don't feel like I've really seen anything new here. I think it would have been a great little short film. Um, Yeah. Sort of stretched out. It was still like, I still got a kick out of the like, um, the different actors in it were pretty good and I liked some of it, but overall, yeah, I don't know. The, I didn't like with Mike. It was just a little bit like, I under- didn't like the writing. Like it was, it, they were just like, okay, you know, it's a cute animated sort of Pixar thing, but the twist is it's vulgar and like, will gross you out and stuff like that. But like the actual writing itself, I found very uninspired because they're, they were just swearing up a storm just because like it was simply, I thought it was simply because they're like, hey, look at us. We're a bunch of sausages saying fuck all the time. Yeah, I felt like This is the End had a lot of that, like, just over-swearing almost. Yeah. Danny, yeah. Danny McBride does a lot of that. Like, but swearing can be hilarious, but... Yeah, and there's sometimes <laughs> where I would have preferred to see this with the actual actors. Like, it would have been hilarious, way more of a funny movie to just have all these actors together saying the same lines, which is not necessarily saying a good thing. Like, that means that the animation to me didn't really like so you just want like a camera feed of them in each of the like recording booth kind yeah, of kind of, no not that but i mean like if you just re that would you be, made, that'd be somehow change i don't know i don't know how you do it but my, i guess my point is is like it's it just doesn't live up to the hype for me hmm. you know you guys were not fans well what i wanted was like them to introduce these really offensive stereotypes and then kind of turn it on turn their head like turn them on their head and make something out of it and have some sort of like redeeming quality about it but with like the palestinian flatbread and the israeli jewish bagel all we got was gay donut sex Um, (laughs) yeah like i wanted something a little more i guess a little more substantial because it seemed like a perfect opportunity to be like hey this is all ridiculous and point out just how stupid some of these conflicts in the world mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. Uh, and have a kind of a satisfying it wasn't as good resolution. as like i wanted it to be like uh, team america but it didn't it definitely didn't hit that point you know it's more along the lines of south park bigger longer and uncut like it has yeah less <clears throat> less lofty goals in mind i yeah. think it's a little more disposable it's a little oh for sure it's unessential like it's definitely a fun little like moment but it's not anything you're gonna i, I, I mean i ever need to see again. yeah i mean you get the sense that like if seth rogan does another animated movie you'd, you'd want it to be a, a little less fluffy like this yeah like and so this is what i what i would probably think mostly is a t- like takedown 
of Pixar, right? That's mainly what I think is going on here is Pixar movies are wishy-washy and they're so squeaky clean and they're, you know, everyone loves them and they they would never have characters doing and saying the things that we, they're yeah, doing in like our a, movie, yeah. but this looks like a Pixar movie. It, to me, the animation was superb. Like, not Pixar level, but for a movie that costs like $19 million and for the stuff you see on like Netflix and stuff, the, these like really mediocre cg movies i I was expecting really rough like framey old school like the what we got in the early 2000s toy story 2 like shrek and stuff yeah i i I thought it looked just in shrek is a great you know like i I thought it looked in line with some of the dreamworks movies and some of the yeah i think it does look it looks decent yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't separate it from anything else that comes out these days so I, i like the look of it yeah, uh, but it, it it's the whole oh look at what how we're acting everybody and 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 they go so far as to steal a ton from Pixar, including like the way humans are proportioned even to some degree like oh yeah where the they, characters definitely look like they have like tapered legs and arms yeah. and they have like this really exaggerated I don't even know how to explain Pixar I don't know why they make humans look so weird. Yeah, that's a great point, actually. But they, they like this sausage party keeps that going. Like humans just look fucked up. It's even more exaggerated, and that's actually the animation itself is. I, you're right. It's it's pretty good for the budget, the smooth stuff. I hate the art direction. I think all the character designs are shit. But I kind of uh, know what you mean. I didn't like the like the vibe of the visuals. Like it was well executed, but not. It didn't look good. It wasn't like the animation yeah. was good. The movement and stuff. I think they did a good job, but the actual. Design art direction actual, design like I, s- the sets, if you know what I mean. You know, like the actual yeah, yeah. where yeah. they filmed it, <laughs> where they filmed this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like, it it takes a lot of the Pixar themes and stuff that they usually play with, where you know you have this sort of subculture, this world underneath humans' noses that's happening. Inanimate objects actually have their own culture and yeah. society happening without humans sort of really ever acknowledging it and there's a scene later in the movie that we maybe we shouldn't spoil yet where they that wall that wall gets broken you yeah. you you didn't find that at least somewhat entertaining well the whole time i kept thinking Yes, they're sending up Pixar. They even got a license plate that says Dixar on one of the cars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's called Shopwells, the store. Like that feels yeah. very like like by and large yeah. and like very Pixar spoof. You know, it's just that all the Pixar stuff is inanimate objects that we like humans do assign personalities to. This is all food. It was a it was an animate object at some point. It's a dead animal for the most part, or it's a plant. Like it. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I understand where they're going with it, but I just for some reason I got caught up on how absurd that whole idea is. Well, I th- that's why they wouldn't. That's why Pixar's never made a movie like this, where like it's about something that ultimately we turn into shit and you yeah. Know, like, well, and already has been like the sausages are ground up pig for God's sake. Like it's not. Yeah, like so it, it's, like the it movie feels babe. like a little, but it's like the Mad Magazine version of Pixar. Like that's what sort of <laughs> is, is why I'm, I'm not super into it. You know. Okay, that's some shade right there. That's almost as bad <laughs> that as magazine go- is not that bad. That's almost as bad as Goosebumps with sex in it. <laughs> um, so I thought that like the actual, like yes, the the Palestinian Israeli thing is just 
ridiculous and overdone in this movie. However, I thought that the the religious aspects of like atheism versus believing in the great beyond, I thought some of that was kind of interesting. Where it's, Kristen Wiig's character, the hot dog bun, she she believes in the afterlife essentially is kind yeah. of what's happening. They they like they don't know what's going to happen when they exit those doors. They know it's something and they've been sort of lied to and said like hey it's this amazing place that you're going to go to like when you actually just die and it's darkness and death and you get crushed up into yeah. you know like i thought that that was a, actually a decent allegory for going to heaven and hell it's i don't like, think it went anywhere though because it didn't I, I but i you know the fact that it like they they touch on some interesting themes and concepts and like <clears throat> There's the whole like Israeli and Palestinian guy thing that they're doing, but it doesn't really go anywhere. I agree. It, like it's like they touch on all of these things, but they don't really say anything significant about it. it and that's a, okay. Yeah. I think for like a dumb comedy movie, it's okay that you don't really go anywhere with those things, but that doesn't mean that it's like necessarily deep or anything. Yeah, it's just got it has a fake depth to it. Like the whole uh religious atheism thing he was trying to convince them, he even showed them proof and they wouldn't believe it. And then in the end it, Everyone had, like, they couldn't be convinced. Uh, there was this whole thing about um, saying he was going about it the wrong way. You have to respect their beliefs as well. But then it was just when everyone got high on bath salts and saw the food and started eating them all. Uh, only when they saw their gods destroying them did they fight back. Like, it's, there was no resolution. Like, nothing changed, really, except people themselves saw the proof. Because it was his struggle to try and bring the truth to people. And I guess it just showed, I guess, fairly aptly that people have to see it for themselves. Like, you can't really convince yeah. them. Yeah. Just, I don't know. It seems so... I, I I love the bath salts sequence. Like, the fact I that... I thought the, that was pretty funny. Yeah. He's in the, the park, and then he's like, yo, these are bath salts are the best thing ever. And I, as soon as the guy said, that I'm buying bath salts, <laughs> yeah. I just giggled because I figured, okay, well, this is going to be good. It, it it doesn't pay off, I guess, as as much as I wanted it to. It's This movie, for being rated R, for being sort of this outrageous comedy i think you guys it plays it safe so it, it it really does yeah it does and that's what i mean like it i didn't feel like i saw anything new i was not i didn't like, come out of it being like oh that's a new offensive joke i've never heard before yeah like, like all these offensive jokes i've heard before when i came out of wolf of wall street coming out of the theater like my face hurt i felt like i had gone through some sort of ordeal like i felt drained and exhausted yeah i i stupidly went into sausage party thinking when I saw this is the end, I felt the same way. Coming out yeah. of it, I felt like I'd, I'd done a workout almost, right? Yeah, your, your this is the end was way better than this, I think. Significantly, like yeah. by by a country mile, yeah. in fact, actually. I actually take offense with the... Ba not offense, I guess. I'm worried about the bath salts. It's it's kind of funny that it's in there, but at the same time... It's not a drug you want to... It's one of the worst drugs that exists. It's like the most dangerous thing you can put in your body right now. I was worried they were going to have a guy like eat his face off or oh, something. Yeah. And there's yeah. no downside in the movie. It just shows that this all of a sudden this magical world is open up to you. I think, though, that if like, Sausage Party is an, over the top enough to be like, no one should have taken any mm -hmm. of this seriously. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if I, you took any of this seriously, it's on you. And and we, we have a Seth Rogen... Another Seth Rogen movie means yet another drug trip, right? Yeah, exactly. It has yeah. to be in there. Why yeah. does he have drug trips in every single one of them? I think he's, I think he's high all the time. A, a stoner. He just he enjoys it. 
Always, he just every time he just puts like a rap song over top of like a bunch of like yeah. sparkles, and then everyone just sort of giggles and smiles into the camera, and they yeah. have a slow motion rap song where they're all. But I think I don't think Seth Rogen is necessarily trying to revolutionize the game with each new movie he's coming out with. I think at this point he's kind of in a comfort zone where he's just, he's going to make similar movies over and over again now. He's making what he wants to make, and that's worked so far. Yeah, and now he's like, sort of. It's now it's like him and Jonah Hill get together. And like, imagine we made a movie that was about you know vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, and the fact that they have enough clout in Hollywood to be like, yeah, we're actually going to get this made. We we got baked one day, and we sort of like pulled the name out of a hat of what we were going to make, and uh, we pulled vegetable uh, comedy. So, so we're literally gonna make it. I feel this might be the, like the first example of all of the movies they've made so far that hasn't really worked the way I don't know. It's been received pretty well, but I just I don't think it worked for me. And most of their other stuff, I at least find entertaining. I think, I think it's be funnier. Kind of, I think it's funnier than Interview. Yeah, it was better than that. I would agree. Well, I don't know. It's pretty, some, maybe it's pretty. Like, it's pretty some funny Seth Rogen, James Franco moments in the interview that, <laughs> yeah. that were good. I don't know. Yeah. The interview starts with an interview. Of Eminem talking about how he's gay, like I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, that that's is, more interesting. That is than, yeah, I'm okay with this movie not being amazing though because it's a cartoon. Like I'm not really, I don't think anybody expected a, a lot out of this, so I'm kind of okay with what it is. I think this would have been way better if it was them in costume, like in yeah, giant yeah. hot dog costumes. It would be actually and, really like uh, if someone uh, should make a, a like a theatrical version of this. Like, well, I mean, we can talk about the inevitable sequel in a bit here um, as we work through this because there is there the, the, they talked to Seth Rogen about like what there, there was an ending that they threw out right they they, they changed the ending to this and there's bits, yeah. there's bits in of the original ending that you can see here. Um, what do you guys think of the uh, the douchebag character, the douche? I thought it was Chris DeBerg the whole time. It's uh, Nick Kroll. Yeah, and then right? I, I looked it up and I found out it was a different guy. I, I thought I could not figure out who it was the yeah. whole movie, and it was driving me crazy. And then when I found out, I, it didn't do anything. I, it didn't click. I don't but do know. you know what I mean by Chris DeBerg? How it sounds almost exactly who like is he? He's the comedian. I think I'm getting his name. I don't know right. who Chris DeBerg is. Some... The douche didn't need to be in the movie, I thought, because the humans are the antagonist throughout most of it it's just people don't realize that having this douche who they recognize as a threat totally got the wrong guy chris deberg is like a singer songwriter <laughs> get out of the sh- get off the show there's someone else there's a different i'll find it <laughs> so it, the douche is made for some interesting things about how he like, like the first okay i did giggle when he started sucking the juice out of the juice box yeah i like but, the idea of like a douche like drinking different liquid like drinking pop and stuff and that's what gives him his powers it's silly and dumb and and it's the fact that it's <laughs> this woman is buying it and she's just got this crazy camel toe like it's so dumb and hilarious to me it's just so juvenile you know and like it, the fact that he is this douchey guy right i mean that's not very subtle he's a douchebag and he's like hey yo what's going like he's just like this you know brutish I find it a little strange because he's so far in this, the only non-consumable that's alive. 
Like, <laughs> oh no, there's toilet paper too. Okay, yeah, there's yeah, there's a few other but, things. But why yeah, he was he looked really funny. The toilet papers, <laughs> I liked. That he looked like a crush. You, you don't know, want to know of, what to do. Yeah, uh, I don't. I just don't understand why the knives weren't alive as well. Like, it, there was just you very know how it is. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah. some, you know, they they pick and choose what what things have sentient life and what don't. That's true. It's just whatever's convenient at and, the time. And nerd nerd rage nitpick here. Uh, they were t- when the bath salts guy is no longer high. They're like, oh no, he can't see the fourth dimension anymore. The fourth dimension is time. Crystalia, like, yeah, <sighs> Crystalia. That was the guy. It took me a while. Crystalia, Christaberg. I thought that guy was. The oh, voice that guy. Of the that, guy. That, that that actually, I might have. That might have been what was on the tip of my. I was like too. convinced the whole thing. I was like, this is him. And then when I looked it up, I was like, that doesn't look like him. What? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? Um. So, sorry, where were we on? What? Oh, I was just nerd nitpicking when uh, Basalt's guy wasn't high anymore and couldn't see them. And it's like, oh, no, he can't see the fourth dimension anymore. But the fourth dimension is time. Like, yeah. So I just thought that that was a brilliant way to cut through like that usual Pixar um, that sort of veil. motif where it's yeah. like, oh, the humans can't see what's going on in the in the, you know, the in toy the world or in the food world. But then when when this one when you transcend this fourth wall that's how you get there i don't know about flicking toothpicks into each person's neck and in, like i don't i don't buy yeah, that to- no that totally works that's that's all you need it just yeah. one little oh and then you get a full dose yeah and it just kicks in after like five minutes um works. everybody knows that so this this movie it must include an orgy scene, right? Or or does it? Does, it doesn't do, have to. Do you have to have an orgy sequence? You in? really really don't. But you know, I think they were just figured they could get away. They could with get it. away. With, yeah, might as well. People, everyone's wondering. Might as well just go the full, go the full Monty. Yeah. Like, what, do you have to have the payoff for all like the sexual tension that's been? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> building up this entire movie, everybody yeah. screws everybody. Yeah. It was that was kind of. I don't know. Like the, I, the I, sheer like I thought it outrageousness was, of it was. It seemed forced to uh, me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought it, there was no reason that should be here. It was just because they can. Well, it's like, right? like uh, oh yeah. what? Oh my god! They, imagine they were gay and had sex. What? Yeah. Oh, hot take: a Palestinian and um, an Israeli. <laughs> I mean, going down on each other. What else? What like, else is there? Where do you go with this? Like, what? What? You guys are saying this movie should be more. You know, you want it to know. go to more outrageous more like levels. Biting, like, more satirical of something else. Like, it needs to be poking fun at something for it to truly be worth, I don't know, any that's that sort of level of analysis. Yeah. It this, needs to be, like, real, talk about some real shit, and it didn't really do that. It was all just, look what we can get away with. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Again, like, I don't think that that's a huge, like... Uh, a massive criticism of the film. It's a cartoon. It's a silly, stupid, R-rated cartoon. Yeah. There, it doesn't need to do that. But that doesn't. It's. A, but at the end of the day, it's still not super entertaining. Like it, I didn't laugh that much either. I I I, I, expected, I had a few hearty chuckles, and that was. Yeah, it. I guess I did too. And maybe a few of them were not. I mean, I'm, maybe I forced a couple. Like, of and I'm okay oh, with only yeah, like yeah. I'm okay with only laughing a few times in a film as long as in between those laughs I'm interested in what's actually happening. But I didn't really care that much. Well, but, in in comedies that's rarely the case. You're, yeah. You know, you're you're rarely there for the story, the like the the moment to moment plot of a comedy. 
Well, that's what it's the jokes that that take you through it. But that, that's yeah. that's what makes it a good comedy. We just have this dearth of good comedies. It's just it's just to. sad to see these actors like just like everyone's coming across as trying too hard and do, yeah. like oh my god you you said these lines and you recorded yeah. this oh my god I don't I'm glad we didn't get a live action version of this. Actually, sorry, there was one time I did like I, I chuckled a little at the juice box, so I have to correct myself when I said I didn't laugh. I did also laugh when the bath salts guy accidentally killed himself. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of funny. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, you get a flashback to how he... When he accidentally decapitates himself with his cool axe hung up on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty cool, actually. Um, Yeah, the last... The, the ending scene, I didn't get... Gum? Stephen Hawking plays gum? Why is why is Stephen Hawking a, a, a little stick... Like a pile of gum because it's supposed to represent his like body <laughs> that isn't in great shape I so guess. he's just melting like just like a bag of bones yeah it's like it isn't it kind of obvious <laughs> hey i don't want to sound cruel but it's like isn't it's it just as, it's just as offensive as everything else in there so. yeah exactly it's no more more yeah. or less offensive than i guess else. i guess um so the ending is just weird to me we have all this weird shit with stephen hawking saying like you guys are cartoon characters um, yeah, he shows them. Look, I have some green smoke. <laughs> I I kind of like that scene where he throws this green smoke, and then Seth Rogen's face goes like, like he yeah. just sort of appears briefly, and then we see Edward Norton's face. Um, I, I I didn't I don't know why we didn't get more of those. We I thought we were gonna get the whole credits in that school of smoke. Hoping, yeah, but then they realize that they're cartoon characters and then decide to go out into the real world to meet their human counterparts. Is is that what I... That's what I took away from yeah. it. It got a little too meta for... Like, it was so ridiculous that trying to bring it in line with the real world at the end, like, oh, that, this was all for someone's entertainment. Now let's go meet Like, they were just world. hammering all these yeah. weird franchise setups. I don't even... It felt like just, let's hope cross our fingers and hope for a sequel right now yeah um but seth rogan said that he he wanted to have the original like the original ending was that each they did go off and meet each human counterpart and i think murder them or something like that because seth rogan said one of his favorite films of all time is who framed roger rabbit so it would be like a crossover into the real world okay who framed roger rabbit style which i could see being a cool sequel if they went that that route. could kind of be cool yeah i mean maybe if you look at sausage party as just establishing these characters just seth rogan has his stupid you know yeah. sausage counterpart that he can just throw into movies you know it's they've created their own little disney toy box that they can play with how did they overpower all the people? You just have to step on one of them. They're all on bath salts, man. You know what happens. Yeah. yeah. You know that's, what it's, it's like. Based, that's that's no, the most... If, if anyone... The most true... Yeah, exactly. You've been there. You should know. Um, so many bath salts. Do you guys have any other thoughts? Like what, No, and that's the thing that I was thinking also coming into this was like, I don't actually have a lot to say because... It's, well, comedy is also not a great sign. Comedies are never ripe for a lot of in-depth discussion about the plot it's, well, it's usually about whether or not the jokes work and you guys yeah they didn't work very <laughs> they didn't work very well yeah no i don't no, know i don't know if i was they just in right. a bad mood or what was happening when i saw the film but it just everything fell flat and your theaters 
crickets. Like they, it was my, my oh, theater. Really? Was, my theater was like rip roaring. Yeah. Everyone was oh, having a blast. My theater was like about half full, so quite a lot of people in it. And uh, there's one guy that laughed like at a lot of the jokes, and that was it. Good for him. <laughs> Good for him. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot of other thoughts here. You guys have brought me down a bit. Oh, Sorry, man. I hate to do it, but I don't know. Like I went in. Real. Like the, it's a what eighty two percent on Rotten Tomatoes or something, which I was, is super high. I was expecting it to be a lot better, and it's obviously this is just my opinion. So maybe it's just not a movie yeah. that's for me. So I mean, I I I. I th- I think there's a world where this movie works, and I don't know what you do to to get there, but I think there's a good chance that I could have come out of this saying that you know this is not only one of the funniest movies of the year, this is one of the you know and one of the funniest animated movies ever. This is like one of my favorite, you know, cartoon right. animated. Like I think you could even get to that level if if they got that you know everything right. That's what I was hoping for. That's a loft- lofty goal. That is. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough to get there. Um, you're you you look like you're <laughs> <laughs> just messing around with my phone. Man. What are you throwing on this movie? Um, like at a ten. What's your score? Uh, I think I like around like a six and a half, six point five. Okay, you know, somewhere one or the other. Because I just got talked down from a seven to a six and a half. So are we we have the same opinion, but I, I seem to have... Well, because this is what I tried to interject because I felt like I was being too much of a downer on it. Like, I didn't expect a lot out of it. So I'm not that... The criticisms are uh, plenty, but not necessarily valid for that kind of movie, I feel. So I'll give it a six and a half. That seems like you actually enjoyed it, though. Oh, it meant that I, 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 like, it wasn't painful to sit through... But I don't ever need to see it again. That's sort of like what a six and a half that's, is. That's, that sucks, doesn't it? This is not something that I think will ever improve on a rewatch, will it? Like, are there jokes in here that we need? I don't think. For me, I don't think so. Like, will you, will you pick up on these new little things on our? No, I don't think it was that nuanced. Uh, I I can give give it. Nice. I'm giving that's... this a five point five. Wow. Yeah. Okay, that's what I expected from you, Tim. Something more close to that. Uh, I'm feeling a little generous. All right. I got a little bit of a soft spot for Seth Rogen. I think he does. I don't know. That's why, yeah, it so do may I. improve. On, if I watch it again, it might be a little bit better. Maybe I was just in a really sour mood. I don't know. I think I just need to get the initial laughs rolling, but it just didn't do it. And then so I sat there just <laughs> waiting waiting yeah. to be entertained for the whole movie. It feels like they needed like a consultant from Pixar act, like actually Kinda, to come yeah. in and go, this is... This is how you do it so people think they're watching a Pixar Maybe movie. Maybe Pixar will now, you know. Maybe they'll, you know, see how they could actually make a lot of money on an R-rated animated film. It seems like R-rated movies are the way to go now, eh, guys? I think there's there's a lot of money to be made in an R-rated uh, animated scene. It's Well, just with Deadpool and all that, like, I think uh, Sausage Squad should have probably been rated R. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're right. It, it probably would have made the same amount of money if it was rated R, you know? Yeah. That's our Sausage Squad review. Not recommended. You can skip this one, folks. Unfortunately, oh. this does not split your sides in the way that a typical Seth Rogen joint does. No. The night Ooh, before, was that his last one? Night before? I really enjoyed that. That one was not also that great. The night before? This is the end? No, the night before, which was the Christmas the, one. The Christmas oh, yes, one of, course, with, uh, of course. Of course, of course. We, re- we, we reviewed that one. Yes, we did. We, we actually... Thought it was a decent Christmas movie. I think it landed in the seven overall. So it's better than that's better than this. Yes, yes, yeah. Next week, folks, 
we're going to be reviewing War Dogs. Yes. Jonah Hill and Miles Teller and Nicolas Cage in, nice. in Lord of War Dogs. Nice. I had no idea. That's cool. No, he's not in it. Oh, damn. <laughs> I was honestly thinking, like, oh, does he have a guest? Like, like a crossover? Like Yuri Orlov comes in as. It's a bummer. Yeah, so we, we are considering bringing in Lord of War as a comparative film. I, with think, our it, I think it fits. War Dogs review. I'm a big fan of that movie. So stay tuned for that, everybody. Um, it's going to be a good show, I think. Yeah, it's been a while. Like, it's when we record fine, it's going to be a while since I've seen the movie. So hopefully. I remember even what happened in it. <laughs> uh, Blasted embargoes. Okay, so we also got a, a special interruption. Yay. Red just came out of Suicide Squad, and uh, he wanted to share his thoughts with us. He left a voicemail on the old vertical viewing. Please enter your password. Hotline. Oh, yeah. So this is fresh. This is fresh. Hot he just, take. Yes, this is his hot take. He came out of... Actual suicide squad. You have squad. no new messages Ooh. and one saved message. To play your messages, press one. That's it. Here's saved message. Ten p.m. Hey, all you vertical CT flies, it's Red checking in after an extended absence. Uh, just checking in here after getting out of Suicide Squad. A uh, couple of things to say. Uh, first of all, I think that it looked really mixed up. The style changed from scene to scene almost. Didn't really dig it. Uh, and for a whole bunch of the movie, it was way too dark. I just couldn't see what was happening. I wanted to see Will Smith shooting lots of weird alien people, but uh, we needed to adjust the brightness. Um, we had some bad writing. Uh, there was really bad dialogue and lots of problems with the whole story itself. Um, there were the occasional good lines, um, but these were all outweighed by eye-rolling, cringeworthy moments. Um, and my final thought is that even though Diablo was brutal and had some of the worst lines uh, in the film... His final form was super cool, super dope, really dug it. Aztec Fire God Holmes, love it. Yep. Uh, all in all, I give it a 6.5 out of 10. Uh, that's all we got for now. Keep it vertical. I like everything he said. Yep. His, his topping it off with uh, Diablo's... That final, final form is so cool. What was that? Because I'm probably not going to see this movie for a while. He's this tattooed. I don't. Why does in the flashbacks he still has his tattoos? So stupid. He's a tattooed gangbanger. Like, he's this gangbanger in Mexico. He has a family, but he's got like skull face tattoos and stuff. Like you're taking care of kids with oh. skull face tattoos. Gangbanger. Right. He like shoots fire he's from like his hands. Pyro in X Men, I guess. Okay. But at the end, his final form is this badass like Quetzalcoatl. Like right, he like melts away and turns into this gigantic skeletal fire eagle god thing. God thing, it's pretty neat. Okay, that's kind of cool. It, it actually is good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's good. Red is kind of right there in line with us. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he can join us. I believe two weeks from now for a Kubo and the Two Strings review. The Dose Strings. We're hoping. Um. So yeah, where can we find you guys on the internet, Tim? I'm still, I'm still figuring out the internet. It doesn't no, exist. I'm still working on it. Did you not it's invent it? Did you didn't invent it? That's the I <laughs> yeah. I don't want to get into it, but a little bit. Distance so yourself. Yeah. Okay. I am the internet. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's why you can't that, find me there. Is that Al Gore? Or? Uh, no, he said he invented it. Who said he is the internet? One person uh, said he invented like it. Dennis Another dude, Rodman. I don't know. I don't know. Dennis, our, our listeners can uh, email us with the answer to that at verticalviewing at gmail dot com. You yeah, mean? That's exactly what I mean. Nice. Well, I'm at Scott Wilson, BC, two L's, 
Michael R. Lind. Yeah, at Michael R. Lind on Twitter mm-hmm. and at Miguel Lind on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've uploaded a picture or two from tonight's show to the Vertical Viewing Instagram account. Yes, yes. So you can check that out. You can see Tim rocking out his virtual boy. <laughs> oh, is that there? <laughs> nice. Yeah, you can see him. Well, he's already taken out his... He's already uh, taken out the virtual boy. Yeah. It didn't, it just didn't he, work out. He's just a bug-faced weirdo. God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's me. <laughs> Google Cardboard, man. Yeah. So it's, it's good stuff, kids. Making you all weird. Uh, but I never thought of that. It's a really smart, like the virtual closest, boy. the closest thing you'll be able to get to Virtual Boy these days without spending two hundred ninety nine uh, US. Wonder if dollars. you could make like an actual playable version via your phone via probably Google Cardboard. You probably could. Someone someone's do probably doing that right so now. You just have to have a controller that you can use for it somehow. Yeah, and then you're good to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think though you can get Bluetooth controllers. So yeah, there you go. Someone um, get on it. Um. You're going to go to iTunes. You're going to leave us a five-star review. What, yes. a, what, what did we... Uh, what was it off the top of the show? It wasn't PB&J, was uh, it? Fajitas. It was fajitas. Yeah, oh delicious God. fajitas. God, it was fajitas. Yeah. yeah I just want a sizzling... The, the sizzlier, the better. Like, I want it to... <laughs> yeah. I want, kind of want my face... Crackling. I want my face to get burned. I want it, like, it to be dangerous. You need that yeah. cast iron frying pan. It's dangerous when they bring it to you. Yeah. Like, the fire... Like, there's, yeah. like, the fire... Like the co- fire code is like maybe being violated. Yeah, I think they punch you if you reach for the oh, pan fuck. just to make sure that like because that'll hurt less. I feel like there's fajitas aren't around as much in, these days. I feel like a lot of restaurants aren't carrying them. You never see anyone getting them, do no you? No one. I haven't seen someone have that sizzling thing brought out in years. Because everyone, on. everyone sees it goes by that. Damn, is there a fajita yeah. conspiracy. Like, do we have to make a maybe. documentary on where the fajitas? It might are be going? that like Mexican food split off and it was like authentic or taco bell like there's no middle range anymore so people aren't doing fajitas. Yeah, it's a documentary called hmm. where where the fajitas at <laughs> yeah all right you heard it here first folks uh, so go to verticalviewing.com if you got some money you're donating it you're keeping it real and we love you for it dogecoin uh no but actual canadian dollars uh anything you can donate gold. yeah yeah you Whatever want gold you got, right yeah. no babylonian coins uh, Ooh, oh yeah, those are the best. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows the Antikythera mechanism. Yeah, if you can donate Get a couple that to of those. Us. Yeah, uh, if you can donate to the show, actual Canadian dollars on PayPal, we appreciate it. Hell, How? even free screenings yeah. will take. Yeah. <laughs> Just send it to our Gmail. Well, we will never be able to rent out our internet space for free. You got to carve out your section of the internet. Just like True. you got to carve out your own little piece on a planet in no man's sky. All of the planets. Full circle. <laughs> no one will ever see. But, <laughs> yeah. but you can name an pl- uh, animal Chin Runner, and yeah. everyone will we'll see it will know day. that yeah. you named it that. I enjoy that. I think. Will they be able to see that creature, or only you can see that creature? Uh, no, they'll be able to see it. Okay. Like, it's just their own instant. So, like, if it's you in carve, a different place. Yeah. Get you. Get you. So they'll see that. I actually tried to name okay. something a version of Raccoon, but it picked up on Coon, I guess, and said that it's in the profanity filter, because, you know, that's a... A racial oh, Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, shit, okay, well, I guess... So they're they're making sure yeah, that there's yeah. no questionable yeah. names, um, which funny. I appreciate. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. I think that should do it, folks. I think that's it. Send your thoughts to verticalviewing at gmail.com. Any final thoughts mm. on Sausage I'm gonna Squad? Go eat, I think I'm going to no. go eat a hot dog or two, yeah, and I'm going to exactly. love it. Yeah, gonna didn't, it, it didn't even make me that hungry. No. Well, they should have had top slice. Well, food looked, uh, food looked pretty unappetizing. No. Yes. <laughs> that's true. It's all wax food. Um, yeah. That should so do it. That's it. Cool. Thanks uh, for tuning in, kids. And as always, seedsy fly. <laughs> Keep it vertical. <laughs>
means. 